0: So at last, Jesus is brought to Pilate, and we all know the story, we all know what to expect there, but I wonder, I wonder, don't you, what Pilate must have thought as he looked at Jesus? I wonder if, perhaps, Pilate had heard about Jesus. We know that the Jews... Talked about him. He had been or had become somewhat famous or infamous, depending on who you were. Fame and the report about Jesus, the things that he was saying, the things that he was doing, had spread all through Judea. And so wherever Jesus went, there were the crowds. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Even even when he was far away, right? Even when he was up in Tyre and Sidon, that Canaanite woman came crying to him. Even when he was out in the Gentile regions of the world, the Decapolis, people recognized him. They knew about Jesus. And so I wonder if Pilate knew. It's quite possible that he did, right? If you were the governor of Judea at that time, you would want to keep tabs on what the Jews were up to. Uh, It's no secret that the Jews were often up to all sorts of things. There were often uprisings. We heard just a hint of that in our reading tonight, that reference to Barabbas and the insurrection and the murder. Things like that happened in Judea because the Jews didn't like the Romans and the Romans didn't really care too much for the Jews either. So, So you can bet that Pontius Pilate read the tabloids that Pontius Pilate had informants who would come to him and say, hey, just so you know, here's what they're up to. Hey, just so you know, here's what they're doing. And he probably paid them some kind of wage. After all, you've got to pay the reporters, right? And so I wonder if when Jesus came to Pontius Pilate, Pilate looked at him and said, okay, here's the guy they've been talking about. It's possible. It's also possible that Pilate had no idea who Jesus was. Isn't that strange? Isn't it strange that when the son of God came into the world, he was born in some out of the way place in Bethlehem. He was born in a place where Joseph's own family didn't make room for him in the home. There was no room for him in the inn and that he lived his whole life, that he lived his whole life in relative obscurity. Now, if that was true about you, You could understand, right? After all, who are we that our name should be famous? Who are we that the kings and the governors and the rulers of the world should look at us and say, okay, we've heard about you. But you would think, wouldn't you, that when the Son of God comes into the world that people would recognize him? How strange it is that when our Lord came into the world, he was unheralded. He was unrecognized, that he walked down the street and nobody pointed out it to him and said, hey, this is the son of God, we should bow down and kiss the ground that he walks on. But that's really how it should be, shouldn't it? If God walked among us, wouldn't we want to bow down? And yet Jesus lives his life in relative obscurity. And at the end of his life, he's treated, he's treated like an object, isn't he? After all, what is Jesus to Pontius Pilate. He's a hindrance, he's a nuisance, he's an annoyance. He gets in the way of Pontius Pilate. He causes disturbances for Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate has to deal with this rabble of Jews coming to him early in the morning on a Friday morning. Imagine starting your Friday morning this way with people demanding that you pass a sentence. That's not the way I like to live my Fridays. And I imagine that Pontius Pilate was not exactly keen on passing the death sentence on anyone that day. What was Jesus to Pontius Pilate? Well, you can hear what he's interested in, can't you? The Jews had to give Pilate some reason that they were bringing Jesus to him. And we know from the Gospel of Luke, they gave him three reasons. They said, look, this guy is stirring up the nation and you can't have that, Pilate. This guy is also forbidding people to pay taxes to Caesar, which, of course, is not at all what Jesus was doing, but that's what they said. And then the third thing that they said is, he has made himself the king of the Jews. And that's what Pilate latches on to. You heard that repeated again and again in our readings tonight. See, to Pilate, that was the important thing. That's how it was if you're the commander of the Roman legion. That's how it was if you were the Roman governor, you had to be on the lookout for rival kings. You had to be on the lookout for uprisings, for people who were trying to throw off the yoke of Rome. You had to be on the lookout to keep the best interest of the Roman empire in your heart and in your mind. And so Pilate wants to know, is it really true? Are you the king of the Jews? but he doesn't actually care, does he? In John's gospel, this exchange between Jesus and Pilate has a lot more detail, and if you want to read the exchange, you can read it there. It's a tragic story because Pilate is so close. He is so close to the truth, but he can't bring himself to think about anything other than what it all means for the Roman Empire. He's stirring up our nation He's forbidding taxes. He claims to be the Christ, the king of the Jews. That's what the Jews said. But to Pilate, Jesus was a problem. To Pilate, Jesus was a problem to be dealt with. And the way he deals with problems, I think, is instructive for us. Because the truth is that Jesus Jesus comes making claims today, just like he did long ago. You're probably familiar with what Jesus said to Pilate. It's recorded in John's Gospel. My kingdom is not of this world, right? We Most of us are familiar with that passage. And so we think, oh, Jesus isn't a king. But that's just the opposite of what he means. When he says, my kingdom is not of this world, what he's saying to Pilate is, look, you and I are not on the same playing field. My kingdom is universal. My kingdom is greater than yours, Pontius Pilate. Jesus comes still to us, making claims. What is he to you? What is Jesus to you tonight? To Pontius Pilate, he was a problem to be dealt with. He was a problem, and this whole Jewish problem was giving Pilate grief that morning. It had to be dealt with. But how about for you? For Jesus comes making claims on your life as well. He is not simply the king of the Jews, nor is he simply the king of some ancient empire. He is the king, the Lord of heaven and earth, and so he would be your king as well. So will you receive him as your king, or, or will you deal with him like Pilate did? See, Pilate is great at the stiff arm, right? Pilate would win the Heisman Trophy. He's got a great way of keeping Jesus at just the safe distance. When his claims can't really penetrate Pilate's heart, when his kingdom can't actually come to claim Pontius Pilate, Pilate keeps Jesus at a safe distance. But how about you? How about you? That's the question tonight. You can see how Pilate dealt with Jesus, how he dealt with the problem, and it's kind of um, it's kind of emphasized by Mark's gospel this way. It says that Pilate desired to make the crowd he desired to make the crowd peaceful. See, when you have Jesus coming into the world, the claims that he makes can upset your life a little bit. They can change your life. In fact, they will change your life. If Jesus gets a hold of you, your life looks a lot different than if he doesn't get a hold of you. Pilate didn't want that. Pilate liked things the way they were. He liked things. It was, in fact, his job to keep things just the way they were, to keep Rome in charge, to keep Caesar, number one, to make sure that the taxes were all flowing back, and to make sure that there weren't any uprisings that there wasn't too much out of control in Judea and so Pilate does what good politicians do he makes a deal and what he releases to them what he releases to them is the exact opposite of what he wants how strange that when we reject Christ we get the exact opposite of what we want Does this make any sense to you? I want to keep the peace, so I'm going to release an insurrectionist and a murderer, and I'm going to crucify an innocent man. Does that make sense to anyone in this room? And yet that's precisely what Pilate did. And we can look at that and we can say, well, he was just crazy, right? Or he was under a lot of pressure. But I want you to see in that the same thing that happens in our own time, the same danger that could happen in your own life. Because if you want to keep the peace, if you want to keep your reputation, if you want to keep your kingdom nice and neat and under your own control, well, then you don't want Jesus. You don't want Jesus. But here's the thing, if you reject Jesus, if you say, you know what, Jesus, I think I can do it on my own terms, in my own ways, then you end up like Pontius Pilate and the Romans. You know what happened to Pilate and the Romans, don't you? They kept the peace for a time, and then there was a big rebellion among the Jews, and there was a Jewish and Roman war, and then the whole Roman Empire kind of fell apart and they kind of papered it all over. Do you think people still do that today? You think people still reject the Word of God? They push it away and try to keep everything calm and neat and ordered? You think that could happen to a nation? Do you think that could happen to a country? Do you think that could happen to a family? Do you think that could happen to individuals? Look around, friends. You can see that not only might it happen, but it does happen. And the solution, the solution is not to try harder. The solution is not to get everything more and more under your own control. The solution is to receive Jesus As king, for only when Jesus is your king will you have true peace. Only when Jesus is the king of your heart will you know peace with God. Only when Jesus is the king of your family will you have peace in the home. And only when Jesus, remember this, only when Jesus is the king and lord over the whole world will there be peace. Pilate released Barabbas and he got, well, he got exactly what he released. He rejected Christ, and he released an insurrectionist. And if you learn your history, if you know what happened next for Pilate, it didn't end well. The question for you tonight is this. What is Jesus to you? We know what he was to Pontius Pilate. We see how Pilate dealt with him. But what will Jesus be for you? Make him your king. Make him your Lord. Choose every day, in every thought, in every action, in every word to say, I want to honor Jesus as my king. And I'm not going to stand up here and lie and say, then your life will be easy and you'll make lots of money and everyone will love you and praise you because that's not the way the Christian life goes. But you can be guaranteed of this. When Jesus is your king, when Jesus is your king, then you have all the gifts that his kingdom has brought into the world. For the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom that he came to bring, is a kingdom of forgiveness. It is a kingdom of grace. It is a kingdom of mercy. It is a kingdom of justice. It is a kingdom of truth. And it is an everlasting kingdom. Pilate's kingdom came crumbling down. And throughout history, nations have risen and nations have fallen. But the kingdom of Jesus, that is the kingdom that has endured and will endure. Make sure you're part of his kingdom. Choose every day in every part of your life to say, Jesus is my king. And even if his commands and even if his claims cause me to have to, you know, change my life, well, so be it, good and well. For to be part of his kingdom is far better, far better than even being the governor of some Roman province in Judea. To Christ be the glory now and forever. Amen.